Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, a voice actress with voiceovers by Gypsy, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I'm not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these remedies don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you are allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Welcome to Episode 7, Ginger. Ginger root, or ginger, is actually the root of a flowering plant. It's been used in Chinese and Indian medicine for thousands of years. It's a very popular spice used in cooking, mostly Asian cuisine, baking, think gingerbread, and beverages, ginger ale and ginger beer. Some of its cousins are turmeric and cardamom. I'm going to discuss some of its chemical properties, medicinal uses, culinary uses, storage, essential oil properties and uses, and some clinical studies. Let's start with the hard stuff, chemistry. Don't worry, I'm not going to go completely down the science rabbit hole. My head would explode. But I do want to cover some basics to explain why it works for certain things and why it interferes with certain drugs. If you have the inclination to bombard your brain with the real sciencey stuff, more power to you. Research the keywords. You'll get a plethora of scientific studies, descriptions, and explanations. Among others, there's a site in particular that publishes scientific studies that I'll reference several times. HTTPS colon slash slash P-U-B-M-E-D dot N-C-B-I dot N-L-M dot N-I-H dot G-O-V. NCBI is the National Center for Biotechnology Information. NLM is the National Library of Medicine. NIH is the National Institute of Health. When I reference it, I'll just say PubMed and then the identifier for that study, which would be a slash, a string of numbers, and a slash. You can either go directly to the site or search the specific term in your favorite search engine. Studies published to this site should come up relatively high in the list along with studies published on other sites. This is definitely the time to engage critical thinking. Be aware of who is publishing the studies, who conducted the studies, and who financed the studies. I'm not saying one site or study is better than another or that any are bogus. I'm just saying you need to do your due diligence. You can check my transcript of this episode for proper spellings, citations, and links. Remember, these compounds are found naturally in many plants in small amounts. They can be extracted and or manufactured to use in various ways, including being isolated for testing. In their individual form, they can be harmful in large amounts. Since I'm only referencing these compounds as constituents of an herb, I won't delve into the safety precautions for using these compounds on their own. If you are a science geek and want to get into experimenting and stuff, please read through the MSDSs for each compound first. I'm not going to get into every chemical compound found in ginger. I'll probably destroy the pronunciation of these scientific terms, so I'll also spell them. The first chemical compound of ginger I want to discuss is geraniol. G-E-R-A-N-I-O-L. It's in the terpene family. Other plants consisting of the compound are lemongrass, roses, citrus fruit, some berries, coriander, and others. It is a powerful insecticide, antimicrobial, antibacterial, 
anti-inflammatory, and has the ability to fight free radicals, which implies it also has antioxidant, anti-tumor, and anti-cancer properties. And it's great for relaxation. It's available as an oil by itself. It has a sweet rose odor with hints of citrus and is used in many consumer products such as perfumes and creams to enhance the flavors of lemons, limes, oranges, and grapefruits and can ward off mosquitoes better than citronella. Large doses can be an irritant. I think this is one of the ingredients that makes my skin itch. Luckily, there's not enough of it in ginger to bother me and the contact dermatitis is mild. It takes an abundance of the irritant to affect me, but even a little bit in the product can build up over time. And that's just one ingredient. Add a couple of other irritants to the mix, and even the slightest amount of one becomes trouble mixed with many. That's where I get bombarded. I'm allergic to so many common ingredients that I'm constantly barraged with irritants. Sorry, got a little off topic. Back to ginger. Next is zingiberine. Z-I-N-G-I. B-E-R-E-N-E. This is the predominant constituent of ginger. It's the compound that gives ginger its distinctive flavor. Preclinical studies have shown that it possesses carminative, gastroprotective, anti-ulcerative, and antiemetic properties to prevent epigastric discomfort, dyspepsia, stomach ache, abdominal spasms, and cancer of the gastrointestinal system. Cited from Ali et al. 2008, Krubasek et al. 2005. It also has shown to have antiviral, antioxidant, and antiseptic properties. Beta-bisaboline, Greek letter B, hyphen, B-I-S-A-B-O-L-E-N-E. Bisabolines are a group of chemical compounds classified as sesquiterpenes produced from farnesyl pyrophosphate, or FPP. Say that three times fast. It has a warm, woody, and fruity scent. This is what gives ginger that oriental aroma. It can be found in various other plants, including lemon and oregano. Beta-bisaboline is an anti-inflammatory, anti-allergy, and has been is still being tested as an anti-cancer agent, more specifically breast cancer. According to Beta-bisaboline's MSDS found on www.chemsrc.com, which was modified January 17, 2022, it is an anti-cancer agent that can be used in the research of breast cancer. This is also a chemical that can be purchased and is used to enhance flavors in beverages and to fragrance perfumes. Beta-sesquifelindrine, Greek letter B, hyphen, S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-H-E-L-L-A-N-D-R-E-N-E. This compound is another anti-cancer compound found in ginger, also found in turmeric and other plants. According to the study found at PubMed slash 26521943 slash, quotes, present study describes the isolation and characterization of another turmeric-derived compound, beta-sesquifelindrine, or SQP, that exhibits anti-cancer potential comparable to that of curcumin. We isolated several compounds from turmeric, including SQP, alpha-curcumine, AR-turmerone, alpha-turmerone, beta-turmerone, and gamma-turmerone. Only SQP was found to have antiproliferative effects comparable to those of curcumin in human leukemia, multiple myeloma, and colorectal cancer cells, end quote. The article also states that, quote, 
Furthermore, SQP was found to be synergistic with the chemotherapeutic agents Velcade, Thalidomide, and Capacitabine. Overall, our results indicate that SQP has anti-cancer potential comparable to that of curcumin. End quote. On to gingerol. G-I-N-G-E-R-O-L. Gingerol is the most abundant phenol phytochemical compound in fresh ginger. It activates the spice receptors on the tongue. Heating ginger transforms gingerol into zingerone, which is less pungent and has a spicy sweet aroma. Dried ginger is more pungent than fresh ginger due to a reaction of the gingerol being dehydrated. Gingerol has antihypoglycemic, antioxidant, antifungal, analgesic, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, neuroprotective, and gastroprotective properties. It facilitates healthy glucose regulation, helps combat several cancers including leukemia, prostate, breast, skin, ovarian, lung, pancreatic, and colorectal, and helps protect against neurological issues such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Check the report published at PubMed slash 252-30520 slash for more information on the cancer research. There are many other studies I haven't mentioned. In a nutshell, ginger can break up and expel gas from the intestinal tract, increase movement through the digestive tract, relieving and or preventing constipation, aid digestion in the small intestine, relieve nausea, dried and powdered ginger are more effective than fresh, aid with cold and flu recovery, fresh ginger may protect the respiratory system, and relieve inflammation caused by osteoarthritis. Its antioxidant properties suggest it may be effective against certain kinds of cancer, such as cancer of the gastrointestinal system, colorectal cancer, gastric cancer, pancreatic cancer, and liver cancer. Daily ginger consumption can support the immune system, protect against cold and flu, and it's also associated with stronger antibody response in non-smokers and may help protect against coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, cerebrovascular disease, fatty liver disease, and other chronic conditions. These are the properties that can also mess with some medications, and I'll get to that in a bit. Deemed generally safe by the FDA, ginger can ease issues, discomfort in the digestive tract, nausea and vomiting, and menstrual cramps. And I can remember my grandmother giving us a small glass of ginger ale to sip whenever we said we had a stomach ache. I still drink some ginger ale when my stomach bothers me. It's the only soda I will drink. As an anti-inflammatory, it reduces symptoms of osteoarthritis, especially in the knees. It's comparable to several chemotherapy drugs. However, excess amounts can have adverse effects, such as can slow blood clotting, can worsen some heart conditions, can be a skin irritant, can cause mild heartburn, diarrhea, burping, and general stomach discomfort. Excessive ginger can also interact with the following drugs. Anticoagulants, antiplatelets, such as marcumar, warfarin or acumidin, nifedipine or procardia, and losartan or cozar, diabetes drugs, calcium channel blockers for high blood pressure, cyclosporines or neural and sandimmune, which are immunosuppressant medications, and metronidazole or flagyl, which is an antibiotic and antiprotozoal medication. I know, I probably screwed up a bunch of those up, but I don't take pharmaceuticals, so I don't really pay attention to how to pronounce them. Sorry. If you take any of these drugs or others for these health issues, blood thinners, diabetes medication, high blood pressure, etc., 
Consult your physician and or pharmacist before taking ginger. By now you're thinking, okay, what's excessive? Well, even though it's safe to eat daily, more than six grams of ginger a day has been proven to cause gastrointestinal issues such as reflux, heartburn, and diarrhea. Too much of a good thing? Stick to around three to four grams of ginger a day max. No more than one gram a day if you're pregnant. If you're anything like me, you're wondering, how are you supposed to know what three to four grams of ginger is? One teaspoon of grated raw ginger, or half a teaspoon of powdered ginger, or four cups of water steeped with half a teaspoon of grated raw ginger are each equivalent to one gram. So if you add about half a teaspoon of powdered ginger to dinner while you're cooking, then have a cup of ginger tea, that's about two grams, well within the daily limit. And remember, a little ginger goes a long way. How much ginger should you have a day? That depends on what you want to accomplish. Search something like, how much ginger should I take a day to help? Whatever. Be as specific as possible because you will get a slew of sights. I just mentioned dried, powdered, and fresh ginger again. Dried and powdered ginger are more pungent than fresh ginger because of the ginger all changing from the process of dehydration and added heat. This also lowers the amount of ginger oil in the dried and powdered ginger. Also, since the process is different, dried and powdered have different amounts of ginger oil than each other. Fresh is most powerful, then dried, then powdered. Oh yeah, did I forget to mention that probably the best effect ginger can have? As if all of this wasn't enough, it can also help you lose weight. Now that I've filled your brain with too much technical stuff and a plethora of benefits ginger has, Let's talk about how to purchase it and store it. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, ginger is literally a root. I don't think I've ever seen two pieces of fresh ginger in the same shape. As a matter of fact, if you look at the podcast picture, you see a brown stick, a round green slice, and what kind of looks like a white mitten. The brown stick is a cinnamon stick, kind of shaped like a baseball bat. Okay, fine, not really, but it is fatter on top than on the bottom. The green round thing is the end of a lime, representing a ball. Stop laughing. The thing that looks like a mitten, well, it's supposed to be a mitt. It's a piece of fresh ginger. Yes, I found it like that. No, it was not easy. I went to three different supermarkets and rummaged through the fresh ginger baskets. It took over 30 minutes to find it, not including travel time between the stores. Have I mentioned that I'm a freak yet this episode? Back to buying it. You can buy ginger fresh in the produce section or dried and powdered, both usually in the spice baking aisle. Ginger is also available as an oil and a juice. I'll get to ginger essential oil in a bit. I've never tried ginger juice. I like ginger, but that just sounds gross. Dried and powdered are stored the same as other spices in a cool, dry, dark cabinet. Pay attention to the sell-by and or expiration dates. Fresh ginger, unpeeled, can last up to three weeks in the fridge. If it starts looking dried out or moldy, chuck it. You can freeze peeled ginger. Dried and powdered ginger will smell and taste different than fresh. If you're into sushi, you've noticed it's served with thin slices of something pink next to some green stuff. The pink stuff is fresh ginger slices, usually pickled. The green stuff is wasabi, which is basically a paste made from a Japanese root that is stimulating, to say the least. It has a burning effect. Don't get them mixed up. Wasabi is a condiment sometimes called Japanese horseradish. Ginger is served with sushi for several reasons. One, to cleanse the palate between pieces of sushi. Two, to help kill any possible bacteria hanging around the raw fish. 
and it'll also aid with digesting all that food. Powdered ginger is mostly used in baking, like gingerbread. I wouldn't use powdered ginger in tea. Use either ground or fresh. Speaking of ginger tea, I've seen several terms used for this. Tea ball strainer, tea ball infuser, tea infuser ball, mesh or stainless steel, ball shaped, large and small on a chain, small ball on what looks like a clothespin, large and small basket shaped on a chain. Choices are abundant. The best way to make ginger tea is to use an infuser, peel and slice some fresh ginger, put it in the infuser and add to hot water. When I don't have fresh ginger, I use a few drops of therapeutic grade ginger essential oil with eight cups of hot water. You can even mix it up. Add a bag of green tea to the ginger, or if you have leaves, mix the tea leaves with the fresh ginger in the infuser. Add a bit of honey and you've got a great throat soother. Or if you really want to get crazy and let your hair down, add some mint. Chop up some fresh mint or add a drop or two of therapeutic grade spearmint or peppermint essential oil. Have fun with it and get creative. If you'd rather just buy tea bags, you can find different varieties of ginger tea available. There's also ginger lozenges, gummy bears, and supplements available. You didn't think I'd get through this episode without talking about essential oils, did you? Ginger essential oil, like the root, is related to turmeric and cardamom. It has a higher ginger oil content than fresh ginger. The essential oil's nickname is oil of empowerment because when it's used in aromatherapy, it induces feelings of empowerment and courageousness. Besides ginger oil, some of the other chemical compounds naturally found in ginger essential oil are camphene, C-A-M-P-H-E-N-E. Camphene occurs naturally in camphor, cypress, pine, fir, spruce, citronella, neroli, ginger, rosemary, sage, citrus, nutmeg, and valerian. It's one of the more common terpenes in the plant kingdom. It has a very pungent odor, kind of like wet pine needles. Camphene can be manufactured and is used as a food flavoring as well as a base for fragrance. It has many health benefits including antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-congestive, and it's a great soothing agent. It is closely related to another chemical compound naturally found in ginger, pinene. Camphene is non-toxic to humans, however, it can be toxic to dogs and cats. Use caution when diffusing ginger or any essential oil containing camphene if you have pets. Scientists have been studying camphene heavily for the past 10 years, and they're not letting up. New and potential uses keep getting discovered the more research is done. Since I just mentioned it, let's talk a little about pinene. P-I-N-E-N-E. Pinene is naturally found in the pines, peppermint, ginger, lemon, just to name a few. It is an anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, expectorant, and bronchodilator. It helps with Alzheimer's, different kinds of cancers, dementia, and eases depression. It's also an insect repellent. There are two versions of pinene, alpha-pinene and beta-pinene. Pinene has neuroprotective, mood-enhancing, and energizing properties. It helps increasing the flow of blood to the brain and is used in respiratory tonics. Like camphene, there are many studies on its health benefits with more being done. Beta-phelandrine, Greek letter B hyphen P-H-E-L-L-A-N-D-R-E-N-E has a minty aroma. It can also smell citrusy. For this reason, it's used in fragrances. Its main properties are antifungal and antibacterial. It also has antiseptic, analgesic, antiviral, antidepressant, and decongestant properties. It does show to have apoptotic capabilities, which means it may be able to be used as an anti-cancer agent. Like the others, the more testing being done with it, the more benefits are being discovered. 
Ginger essential oil is already widely used to treat upset stomach and support digestion, help heal infections, aid respiratory problems, reduce inflammation, strengthen heart health, provide antioxidants, it's a natural aphrodisiac, relieve anxiety, relieve muscle soreness and joint pain, even out skin tone, enhance skin elasticity, and enhance concentration. Used in aromatherapy, ginger is stimulating and warming. It enhances concentration, soothes and reduces feelings of stress, sadness, anxiety, lethargy, agitation, dizziness, and fatigue. There are several ways you can diffuse essential oils for aromatherapy. There are many diffusers widely available in various shapes, sizes, and motifs, and have a wide price range. Fragrance diffusers need to be plugged into an outlet. You add distilled water and several drops of essential oil. Read the directions for the specific unit you use for quantities. When you turn it on, the unit heats up and sends scented steam out through an orifice. I've got several of those. Oil burners utilize a tea light candle. One of mine is three jumping dolphins arranged to hold a glass plate. The oil is dropped onto the glass plate. A tea light candle sits in a small cavity directly under it. The candle heats the oil, dispersing the aroma. You can place a cotton ball in a small dish and dispense a few drops of essential oil on the cotton ball. If the essential oil doesn't irritate your skin, you can pour a few drops into your hands, rub them together slightly, then hold your hands over your nose and mouth and inhale. If it does irritate your skin, you can mix it with a carrier oil and get the same effect. You can also mix distilled water, vodka, and the oil in a bottle with a mister cap. I like to use one ounce bottles for this. Add about a quarter teaspoon of vodka and about five to 10 drops of essential oil in the bottle and mix, then add about one ounce of distilled water. Tighten a mister cap and shake. Spray whenever you need a pick-me-up in your car, office, or around the house. Remember, ginger is non-toxic to humans but can be toxic to cats and dogs. Ginger can be applied topically to soothe redness, eliminate bacteria, inhibit signs of aging and skin damage, and restore color and radiance to your skin. Just make sure to mix it with a carrier oil. It's great to use in a mask, scrub, or toner. It reduces the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines, fades scars, makes cellulite less noticeable, and improves acne symptoms. Ginger can be an irritant, so use your favorite carrier oil. You may also want to use as little of the essential oil as possible. A little ginger goes a long way, and even with carrier oil, it can irritate your skin. Ginger essential oil is also great for your hair. It contributes to the health and cleanliness of your scalp, soothes dryness and itchiness, and enhances healthy hair growth by stimulating and improving circulation to the scalp. Mix a few drops in some carrier oil, maybe two tablespoons of carrier oil and three to five drops of ginger essential oil. Massage it into your scalp. Leave on for about 15 minutes, then wash out. Or you can leave it on overnight. Just make sure to wrap a towel around your pillow. Also, test it on a small part of your scalp first. It may not irritate your hands, but it could irritate your scalp. Ginger essential oil can eliminate toxins, boost digestion, ease discomfort of the stomach and bowels, enhance appetite, clear the respiratory tract, soothe aches, reduce inflammation, help reduce body weight, reduce menstrual pain, and protect against neurological disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. The PubMed website has several studies on ginger's ability to help enhance brain function. Two of the studies are PubMed slash 211-97427 slash and slash 250-49196 slash. Another study by the same group can be found at https colon slash slash www.ncbi.nlm.com 
dot nih dot gov slash pmc slash articles slash capital P capital M capital C three two five three four six three slash. This article shows ginger extract can enhance attention and cognitive processing capabilities of healthy middle-aged women with no side effects reported. There are also many studies on ginger's ability to fight infections, cancer, and relieve inflammation. Remember, when you want to research, be as specific as possible. Bet you never realized how good ginger is. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at vobygypsy at usa.com. You can follow me on Twitter at VOByGypsy, Instagram VOByGypsy, or LinkedIn. Search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or VoiceOvers by Gypsy. Please download the episode and make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Join me next time when I talk about cinnamon.